This next round podcast is presented by Roback Activewear. From performance polos to the performance hoodies and the performance Q-Zips, Roback is the best fit and the best fill. Use code TNR20 at Roback.com for 20% off your first order. That's R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. 20% off all polos, hoodies, and Q-Zips with the code TNR20. And make sure to check out the Roback print polos. They have you feeling good all year round. Well, it's time for another high school football season. Welcome in to Next Round Preps. I'm John Lunsford, along with Jerry Young. And Jerry, football is back. Everybody's been talking about college football, really not starting until this week. High school's always a week early. We're back for real. Uh, It's going. It's already going. You know, I'm so excited. And I am, you know, you can't help but get excited this time of year. One of the reasons we know that cool weather's around the corner. We've had one of the toughest summers and one of the toughest you know, fall camps, so to speak, these kids getting ready. A lot of the schools, you know, starting at 5, 5.30 in the morning to practice just to be able to get it in and be able to survive. So some schools, of course, with indoor practice facilities have used those, but most of them haven't. So I'm glad to see it get started. Let's get two or three weeks behind us and get to real football weather as well as real football. Yeah, it's uh... – it's hot out there. I did a lot of two-a-days back in my day, but I think I'd probably keel over in this kind of weather. So <laughs> I'm glad a lot of these schools have been able to adopt the indoor uh, practice facility. But um, it was hot in this past week. A lot of the games moved to 8 o'clock to try to accompany that. Longer breaks. We'll have uh, water timeouts here for the first few weeks of the season. I don't know of any games that have already moved this week necessarily to 8 o'clock because it's probably going to be a little cooler than it was last week. But um, I love cold weather personally. When, I, when, when we finally had a Super 7 game in the snow a few years ago, right. yeah. I mean, it was – and it was UMS Wright who was in it. So coming up from Mobile to play right. in that in Tuscaloosa, I was in heaven at that point because obviously we're never really going to get that in Alabama, um, especially with most of our games being in the heat like they are right now. But we had a lot of action. Week 0 is basically week 1 now. Um, they still technically call it week 0 through week 10. It's really week one through 11. I don't know many teams that did take off. I know Jasper did. That's the only one that comes to, comes to mind that t- uh, played a Jamboree instead. But um, a lot of action from last week to get to. So uh, for those that are just joining us for the first time, we'll kind of recap the games from the week before. And then we'll, we'll uh, come back and you know talk about the games coming up in the coming week. So let's recap week zero. A few of the smaller uh, you know schools to get into. At least teams that stood out to me. I put together this list before we got into them. Some of them turned into blowouts. You never really know going into the season. High school, you know, changes more than college and obviously more than professional football does. But a couple of scores stood out. St. James, one of the top teams there in the lower classifications. They uh, dominated Montgomery Academy, who's just a couple years removed from being in the Super 7. They won that 49-13. to Montgomery Catholic, who... Pound for pound may be one of the best teams in the state, uh, regardless of classification. They stepped up and shut out McGill Tulin 21 to nothing. Catholic's always really strong there in Montgomery. Um, American Christian over Tuscaloosa, always a strong program as well. They fall to Demopolis 29 to 20. Gulf Shores, they stepped down. They got a big win 41 20 over St. Michael. Of course, St. Michael, where Philip Rivers is head coach. Um, not the only big head coach down there. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and in South Alabama, Leeds, they fall to Mortimer Jordan. A little bit of an upset here, in my my opinion uh, 31 to 28 leads falls to Mortimer Jordan and Faith Academy stepping up in classification to take on JAG and you might say well who is that is that his team from out of state no uh, throughout the season this will be the first year you'll hear it Montgomery schools have changed a couple of names um, I got to make sure I get this right JAG is Jeff Davis 
J-A-G is the, the initial, the I believe the last name of three people to spell out J-A-G there for that school. And Percy Julian is now what was Lee Montgomery in Montgomery. So when you hear those names, no, those aren't out-of-state teams. Those are actually teams there in, uh, I guess, both are 7A Region 2. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. They so play some in, new names yeah. down there. Yeah. And teams that, you know, every now and then can make a little bit of a run and maybe make a playoff spot there. It's a tough region. But I um, want to throw that out there. Faith Academy, though, big win stepping up and beating Jag in that one, 43-24. to What other games and some small classifications stood out? Yeah, I had I had a couple, Mark. One is Bayside Academy. Barrett Trotter leaves Briarwood Christian, goes down there, takes his first head coaching job. He won last week and uh, beat Alberta 33-7, to so a good start for him. We'll see as he moves on how his head coaching ability is going to play out. But he's at a great place. Yeah, obviously a name that we all know very, very well and uh, wish him success down there. Um, as we kind of step up in classification, moving to 5, 6, and 7A, St. Paul's UMS right, big battle down there in Mobile. Really, I was talking to somebody about the private-public debate, which is still a debate that's going to rage on forever, you know, no matter what happens, if they yeah. end up splitting him or not. But St. Paul's UMS right, really the only two schools uh, top of mind that are consistently – uh, you know, having the competitive balance rule move them around because St. Paul's up in 6A now, UMS right up in 5A. Right. UMS right got upset last year. I definitely think it was an upset losing to Charles Henderson. St. Paul's kind of tough in a region with Theodore Spanish Ford, all these really good Saraland, who's maybe the best team in the state regardless of classification. Um, but St. Paul's getting a big win 14-7 to over UMS right. I expect them both to drop back down next year, but a uh, big matchup down there between two private schools in Mobile. Uh, Ramsey, they beat Hueytown 28-14. Ramsey's had a pretty good team this year. Um, Hueytown's one of those kind of back and forth. They may compete for a Super 7. They may you know, barely make it into the playoffs, but Ramsey, a team uh, in 5A who's looking really, really good. And then maybe the matchup most people had their eyes on. We had our matchup, our eyes on a lot of matchups in 7A, obviously, right. but the matchup I think most people had their eyes on, and that would be Pell City traveling to Moody. Um, Rush Probst back in coaching. Jake Gaines coming from Thompson, a uh, name we knew from college football as well, but coming from Thompson last year, having a good season at Moody. And I, I don't know about you. I expected Moody to win this game very easily. I had them as a I few touchdown did. favorite in this one, but Pell City, Rush Probst has good football teams. There's a lot that you can say about him, but he does at least have good football teams. It was a close one. Moody pulled it out 28-24, but it was the game we were all talking about. Uh, speaking, you can say a lot about Rush Probst. You can, okay? And no matter – I think the the interesting part of this story that's been going on, in case you don't know, of course, he uh, threw his head, <coughs> excuse me, his headset at his son who was coming in on a play that a personal foul had been called on Moody and – uh, obviously, Coach Probst didn't want anybody getting involved to take away that 15 yards or whatever the situation was. So the fact that he threw his headset, that's one thing. So you got people that say, you know, you're win-at-all-costs kind of people are, are defending him. You've got people on the other side saying he should be fired immediately, some going so far as to quoting a statute out of the state of Alabama on the judicial part that says it's child abuse. And so, you know, the whole situation. But one thing for sure, Rush Probst is a colorful guy. He's going to be controversy. He's going to win. And no matter which side of the, you know, which side of the conversation you're on, you still got an opinion about it. And a lot of people have some very strong opinions. So is this the first of many things? Because now, obviously, I mean, 
every camera, every everybody is going to be focused on Rush Probst on every ball game to see what's going to happen. And this ball game was big. I mean, they came to win it. And Moody, I think, was just more athletic, stronger team. It shows you, though, what Pell City is going to be like in the future. I'm curious to get them down two or three weeks down the road as well. Yeah, with Moody last year, uh, it's Moody and Leeds battling at the top. Leeds, obviously, a program that's been very successful, had a few different head coaches uh, over the last you know, uh, 10, 15 years, but ultimately very successful. I mentioned they lost Mortimer Jordan uh, this past weekend, but – you know, Moody, you expect to compete for a region title. You expect to make a little bit of a run in the playoffs. Pell City, though, the minute he was hired, first thing I thought is, okay, Pell City, so let's, let's see, where are they? What kind of run can they make? Well, there's Clay Chaltville, there's Oxford, there's Pinson Valley, there's Center Point with George Bates, who's been pretty good too. It's going to be tough for Pell City to do anything in that region. Clay Chalkville, year in, year out, is one of the best teams in the state, regardless of classification. Pinson has been up there. I mean, I know since you know the, the Knicks years are over, it hasn't been quite as good. Um, center point's been good. Oxford, a couple years removed from a state championship. It's going to be tough and for Pell City. facility at Oxford, if you hadn't seen yep. that, Google it. I mean, first class all the way. So, you know, they got a lot to be proud of. I agree with you. I think Oxford might be a sleeper this year in that in that uh, region as well but bottom line i just named off teams that are going to make the playoffs over pell city year in year out so he's got a lot of work to do not only to try to win a title which obviously he has done before but uh just to make the playoffs and you mentioned um you know nowadays and with the throwing the headset everybody there's pictures of it and i mean in today's social media age you see everything but the one thing you can say about rush probes is He's been that way since before social media existed because <laughs> right. of three letters, MTV, right. back at Hoover with two-a-days and having that and having cameras all over the place. I remember going into the stadium to watch uh, my alma mater Homewood play one time in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and there's all the cameras, all the waivers up saying everything because you're going to be on MTV, and there I was on MTV. So um, it's nothing new for Rush Probst. He's dealt with it all at Colquitt County. Uh, you know, all the stuff he did in Georgia, obviously Hoover as well, so – We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's only week one, and we already have plenty of storylines to I talk know. about. Well, so what? We spent 20% of our opening talking about Rush Probst. I don't know if that's good or bad. depends on which side you're on, but we did. Uh, it, it's high school football in the state that's of right. Alabama, and that's the way it has been for the last 20 years or so. Um, anyway, moving on to some other scores once we get past that. Uh, another big matchup down in Mobile, Fairhope at Spanish Fort. Fairhope got that win 17-14. Fairhope was leading that region in 70 Region 1 all last year, kind of fell off at the end. Um, I think it ended up being a three-seed after being in front for so long. Uh, we'll see what they can do this year. Baker, also a playoff team down in Region 1. They beat Theodore, kind of a surprise to me, 36-20. Theodore lost that one. Theodore's one of the best teams uh, down in the Mobile area as well. Austin, they beat Hartzell 28-17. A lot of 6A versus 7A here um, in this one. But a 6A versus 6A matchup, Clay Chaltville all over Briarwood, 31-0. Expect a strong show from Clay Chaltville this year. We'll yeah. see him later in the year against Thompson on ESPN. I wasn't expecting that kind of a score. I was definitely expecting Clay Chalkwood to win, but to blank Briarwood, yeah. that's pretty tough. Yeah, of course, lost the quarterback to Clemson. That, that you know, will uh, hurt you when you have that good of a quarterback uh, leave a high school. Um, this was maybe, I guess, the game of the week, depending on how you look at it. Um, Sarah Lynn, you know, obviously we come from Thompson, so, and Thompson's won every championship for the last four years, so it's easy to say Thompson's the best team in the state, but uh, you know, if you go the whole pound for pound lower classification, Saraland may be the best team in the state with uh, reigning Mr. Football, legit talent down there who also, by the way, still has years to go because right, of how young he is. Right. Um, I mean, they are a legit team. 
They're incredible. They won the t- state title last year uh, over Mountain Brook in 6A. But Lipscomb Academy, where Trent Dilfer used to be, we saw them at Thompson last year, beat Thompson by 10. Thompson had a chance to win on the goal line, fumbled it, ran it all the way back, ended up ending the game. Right. But Saraland, I watched a little bit of this at first. Saraland got up. I think they got up 10. Um, we were in the press box getting ready for the Thompson-Opelika game, and I believe Saraland got up 10. Lipscomb Academy came back, but in overtime, Saraland gets the one-point win, 31-30. Saraland's one to watch out for. Boy, I keep talking about I love watching Thompson play all these out-of-state teams and everything, but next year I'd love to see a Thompson-Saraland game. I think it'd be great, and we're going to get to this in a minute with Prattville traveling down to Foley, but same type thing. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we had a home-home between Saraland and alternate uh, years when uh, Prattville's going south, we'd stay home, vice versa. So it would put – a Region 3 team down there playing each year to kick it off. I think it'd be a great thing. And you so, know, hey, Thompson, <laughs> let's get that. Hey, we, we, talk, we talked about this last year. We talked right. about, um, you know, and they are changing the playoffs. That's something we uh, didn't really get into in the offseason, but they are changing right. the playoffs. They're switching, kind of doing the region rotation that the other classifications are doing. But, you know, we talked about it's Vestavia. I mean, you play a team at a Region 4 at home, like with Thompson, then you play – Vestavia Hewitt usually in the next round, and then it's Thompson Hoover every time. It's like, wouldn't it be fun to go down to Foley one time or have Foley come up here? Like, it's a, a road trip. I could, some of my fondest memories playing in the playoffs was going down to Mobile. I had sure. two weeks in a row. I went to Fairhope and BC Rain to play in the playoffs, and I got to play at Lad Peebles one time. I got to experience Fairhope, which has a great atmosphere for high school football, that it would be cool if 7A teams could do that, if Hoover could do it, if Thompson could do it, if Hewitt could do it, if Vestavia could do it. Well, now that chance may actually happen, but – in the regular season, imagine a first you know game matchup against Thompson versus Saraland. Play the Montgomery Crampton Bowl, make it part of the kickoff classic. You know, it used to be called the Champions Challenge or something like that. There's a very good chance you could have Thompson and Saraland as your two champions again this year. Boy, that would be a heck of a matchup to have uh, moving forward. And staying down there in that part of the state, just a quick mention: Jamie Dubose, as we know, took over Orange Beach. They they played their first game against uh, uh, the team that I used to call for 12 years, Milton High School. Milton is in Florida. They went over. They lost that game seven to nothing. That, to me, is bigger than Briarwood Christian not scoring a touchdown, a Jamie Dubose offense not scoring on, on a team. Of course, Milton is a equivalent of a 6A school. Right. And so, you know, it's much bigger. And I know that Jamie's just kicking it off down there, really. But that's just an interesting little score. I, I looked at it and didn't realize they were playing, but I spent – 12 years calling the Milton Panthers down in Florida. That's what we call a defensive showcase there, if it's That's only 7 right. to nothing uh, in that game. A few quick scores before we take a break. Uh, you mentioned Foley-Prattville. Foley, they were all over Prattville, 45-19 in this one. Yeah, you find that? I just find that beyond shocking. Yeah, and, and the thing is, Foley last year, they were good. I think they ended up winning the region, but they, they were – not like killer necessarily. Prattville comes from such a tough region where they could have potentially made the playoffs. Um, I would have thought Foley would win the game. I would not have thought Foley would have won it this bad. Right. I mean, that, that is a little shocking to see that. But, hey, region play begins for Prattville this week, so they got to get right to it. They're one of those nine-team regions. Um, so we'll see how they ultimately fit in the region with Central Phoenix City. Who beat you at Trustville? Forty-eight to twenty-four with Auburn. Who beat Hoover? Thirty-nine to fourteen, and then with Opelika, who lost to Thompson, forty-four thirteen. But in the seven A Region Three versus uh, Region Two showcase, Region Two got the better of seven uh, A Region Three. As good as we talk about this region is, Vestavia looked good against Mountain Brook. They did not play a Region Two team, but the other th- top three teams did, and it was uh, two to one in favor of Region Two. Another uh, close game, Tuscaloosa County. 
had struggled with Tuscaloosa High School. I thought they were going to win it, but the county came back and won it 24-21, which was a, a good win for them. Oak Mountain with a good start under new head coach. They beat uh, Northridge 38-30. to And one other score that just kind of stood out to me is Spain Park and Clear. Not that I didn't think they'd run away with it, but 55 to nothing. We know Spain Park's going to be better. We know that Vestavia's going to be better, which yep. uh, obviously, you know, the game was before. But Oak Mountain's going to be better. Region 3, those teams fighting for that fourth spot is going to be more of a competition than it's ever been. It is. And uh, you mentioned Vestavia. They beat Mountain Brook Thursday, 35-10 to 10 in that one. Um, all right. So we've talked about the week that was in Week 0. We'll jump ahead to the week ahead with week one but before we get to uh week one uh one of our great new sponsors yeah i want to tell you about a new sponsor it's called shepherd equipment company and shepherd the reason i want to tell you live is because i couldn't figure out how to put the commercial into a commercial that would really explain what they do but let's say you got a, a deck you need to tear down on the back side of your house you got an old shed something like that they come in they demolition that they also have dumpster services. They have 15 and 20 yard dump, uh, dumpsters that they'll leave in your driveway for a week. So if you're doing your own project, they can do that very reasonably priced. They also have dump trailers and uh, they do land clearing, uh, you know, like 20 acres. If I lived on a, uh, I had a house one time, I was on five acres, but I only lived on one acre because the other four acres weren't ever cleaned off. And if I'd have known somebody like this to come in, bush hog, get all the undergrowth out, clear some small trees, make it where it's usable. So they do that sort of thing as well. If you've got a, a building out on your property, you got the ruts in the road and all that stuff, you can't get to it, they come in, do that, put the slag down, put the gravel down, make it easy. So, so many services, we're going to be talking about them throughout the year, but shepherdequipmentcompany.com is where you want to go and make sure that you check out everything there. It's Shepherd, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, Shepherd Equipment. All right, thanks to Shepherd Equipment for sponsoring Next Round Press. When we get back, week one action. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment, which is brain changes that are starting to interfere with your life? Did you know researchers have proven that these brain changes can be slowed down or reversed in many people that routinely exercise their brain? At the Karen Thrive Foundation, we specialize in helping you understand the specific areas of the brain that have changed and develop a brain health plan, including cognitive exercises, adaptive approaches, and helpful technology to proactively stay ahead of your brain wellness. Visit www.karenthrive.org for more information. We've partnered with Who Is Coffee to create the next round blend. Available in light, medium, and dark roast. 100% Arabica beans. Specialty coffee roasted on demand. Available in whole bean or ground for drip pods. Espresso and coarse ground for French press. Go to nextround.store to get a link to pre-order today. Everyone that pre-orders will be entered to win a prize pack with coffees, shirts, hats, and tumblers. Nextround.store for the next round blend. Welcome back in the next round preps. We are moving on to week one, which is week two. And I do this every time just to confuse people by saying both, but it is technically the second week of the season. So pretty much everybody um, that we'll talk about now does have a win or a loss on their record, but not all of them. Some of them took a uh, week one off. We do have 
by weeks in week zero, week five, and week 10 is where typically everybody takes them, unless you're in an odd team region, in which case it may be in a different time. But high school's changed so much. I was trying to explain that the other day to somebody who doesn't follow it, but they went to a game for like the, one of their family members for the first time, but right. it's been 20 years since they paid attention to a football game. Right. And it's like, but why did they start early? And they called it week zero. And I don't understand why they have buys. We didn't have buys back in my day. We didn't have buys back in my day either. And I mean, that was 20 years ago, but still, like, it that just seems like yesterday that, uh, uh, they made all these changes, but we have been playing the seven at classification system and the 11 week system for a while now. All right. What, uh, what are some of the smaller classification games you're looking forward to? First one I marked on my list is T.R. Miller and they are playing UMS Wright. That's going to be a great ball game. T.R. Miller, of course, we, well, both of the schools, UMS Wright's got just as storied a past history as, uh, as UMS Wright does. I mean, as T.R. Miller does. So that's going to be a big ball game to watch. I marked Bibb County and Gordo. And why I did that? Gordo is actually a 3A team, but we all know if you ever listen to any high school scoreboard show, usually when you say Gordo, it's followed by a win over somebody. So that ball game is going to be, be big. I thought that Chilton County would have given Bibb County a, a better ball game. I mean, Bibb County won it, not by much, but I still think that, that Chilton County is a good football team. So that's a good smaller classification. How about Shelby County and Montevallo squaring off? That's going to be a good. Uh, ball game, uh, Shelby County, a 5A school, Montebello, a 4A school. Um, and Mulberry and John Carroll Catholic, which we didn't touch on this. Oh, yeah, I should have probably mentioned this. I know. I promise it's not because I went to Homewood that I didn't right. mention Homewood losing to John Carroll. Right. Uh, but I did not have it on my schedule at first. I was just going off the games I picked going into week zero. I didn't have it on there at first because I thought, yeah, Homewood, John Carroll, they're right down the road from each other, right. you know, but I, Homewood should probably win this game. Uh, not so fast, my friend. That did not happen. My uh, my Patriots didn't look too hot in their first game against John yeah, Carroll. I want to tell you that was a, sh- a shocker. I mean, and it's also interesting to me that they start off the season with a rivalry game. I mean, let's face it. You and I could – we'd have to pack a, a, a bottle of water and a sandwich, but we could walk <laughs> between schools. You oh, know? yeah. Very similar to Oak Mountain and Spain Park. You know, it's not that far apart. Well, I always use this example – it's because Homewood does not have an on-campus stadium. They play at Walter Stadium, which is uh, on another part of the city. You have to drive past John Carroll High School and their football field to get to Walter Stadium. Every single time, we drove right past it down Lakeshore to come back to Homewood and to go from the stadium to, to the school. So it's cl- technically closer for Homewood to go to John Carroll than it is to go to their own stadium. Yeah, and I was uh, – we haven't touched on this, but we're going to, too, about the IMG Thompson game being canceled. But we'll let you know that if you hadn't heard. But I was looking forward to that game because I know athletic director at Thompson is a graduate yeah. of John Carroll, and you being a graduate of uh, yeah. Homewood, I knew that uh, Coach Pitts was going to come up there and kind of get on you a little bit. Problem but, is, as a color guy, you typically bring up like where you played, you know, because the, right. the whole reason you do color because you're a former player. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it wasn't too hot to bring up Homewood um, there on that Thompson broadcast. But yeah, big win for John Carroll. Congrats, to John Carroll. Uh, you know, turning things around there and uh, Homewood, a big game. I was hoping to go to on. Friday as well. Another change with that one that we'll talk about here in a second. Some other games uh, moving up in classification. Moody, we mentioned them taking on Pell City last week. They're facing Silicaga at Silicaga this week. Pell City, meanwhile, taking on Leeds. Big team there from Moody's region. Leeds losing, though, last week. So yeah. I think Pell City, I think uh, Old Rush is pro- probably going to get his first win here. You think so? I think so. Wow. At Pell City, know. first home game for Pell City, but Leeds did not look too hot last week, so okay. we'll see. I'll be curious, but you know, only because Leeds a five A school, Pell City's six A school, they may have an advantage. But the Green Wave, uh, 
you know, got some good oh, coaching leads. as Lead, well. Leads is leads. Uh, trust me. I, we talked about that in the first one as well. But I think right. it's a little – Mortimer Jordan has been really good. They've been down, but got a big win last week over uh, Leeds there. So Leeds is going in at 0-1. So is Pell City after falling to Moody. Central Clay County, Ben Russell, big rivalry down there. It's going to be um, at Ben Russell. Central Clay County has not played yet. They are one of those that will come in 0-0. Ben Russell won last week, so they are 1-0. Um, down in Mobile, BC Rain at Viger. A couple of 1-0 teams. Team started off with a win. Pinson Valley at McAdory. Uh, pretty good game last year between these two. McAdory fell to start the season. Pinson Valley comes in at 1-0. and And then I mentioned St. Paul's UMS right last week. St. Paul's taking on another uh, private school from down there as they take on McGill-Tulin in a nine-team region. Uh, McGill-Tulin will be at St. Paul's in that game. Um, any other games around the 5A area that stand out to you? Uh, yeah, not 5A so much. I got Shelby County and Montevallo I mentioned, but uh, Russellville and Deschler up in the north part of the state, oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a tough ball game right yeah. there. So uh, that'll be interesting to watch. I mark one other too. Going back down south, Gulf Shores High School. We're going to keep up with them this year. They'll be playing Citronelle, two five A schools uh, in region play early. That'll be a big ball game to start the season. A lot of times those Mobile regions end up with nine teams. Actually, in seven day it flipped this year because of Opelika coming up. That region two is the nine team region and uh, not region one. But yeah, a lot of those lower classifications uh, do have nine teams. Uh, game that stood out to me: Hillcrest Tuscaloosa at Pike Road. Pike Road had been moving up. They start off three A new school. It's not a private thing. They had moved up three A to five A into six A. Hillcrest will be at Pike Road this week. Uh, Coleman will be at Jasper. Coleman falling to Mars Hill. Mars Hill, one of those private schools as well really small that's been just absolutely killer came up beat 6a coleman they'll be at jasper this week who's starting off their season first real game they played in jamboree last week clay chaltville and hueytown this is actually a uh it, it, clay chaltville has been the better team overall but clay and hueytown met in the super seven i believe two years ago um because so these are two of the better teams in class 6a taking on each other it'll be at hueytown i would have thought that Hueytown would make this a closer game had they have played Ramsey closer. Yeah. I think the score at 28-14, to 14, I believe it was, that Ramsey uh, beat them, shows me that Hueytown's offense may not be strong and the strength of Clay Chalkville, of course, is their defense. They shut out Briarwood. It's interesting. Now, without Thompson playing IMG Academy, but coming into it, when Clay and Thompson uh, play that game in week five, it'll be the kind of their break from region play. I expected Clay to come in with less losses than Thompson. Now, that was because I had chalked up a loss to IMG Academy. Pretty much everybody plays them, loses them, uh, even here in the state of Alabama. But, you know, Thompson Vestavia is next week. That could be a you know potential loss. The way Vestavia's been playing, took it to Thompson last year in the playoffs. Um, but Clay, I just fully expect to control that region, even with the great rush pros in that region now. I still can, uh, expect them to control the region, and I expect them to beat Hueytown by a couple touchdowns as well. Briarwood, they're at Spain Park. Um, Briarwood, we mentioned losing to Clay last week, 31 nothing. Spain Park, a dominant win over Calera, um, and we kind of expect Spain Park to maybe be a little bit of a player. It may take a couple of years, but be a player in 7A Region 3. Oak Mountain in Region 3, they're going to step down and play Pelham. Uh, rivalry game there between those two. I got that one starred, and I'm going to tell you why. Pelham last week beat Jackson Olin 21-6, okay? And they are moving up in classification playing Oak Mountain. There are some unanswered questions on both of those teams. I think this matchup is going to answer a whole lot, even the first, second game of the season. I, and I will be interested to see um, with Pelham. I, I, Pelham and Helena, you know, that split happened, you know, a while back. And right. I've been very interested to see who that next 7A Region 3 team will be. I, 
if Chelsea drops down the way they're moving everything around, I expect Helena to maybe jump up and have a region game against Oak Mountain at that point, um, in which case Pelham would not have a region game with Helena, so they would have to play that game separately and how that could maybe change around the schedule. So all those teams right there, I'm very fascinated to see in the realignment what happens. But Oak Mountain Pelham, you're right, taking on each other, uh, both sitting at 1-0 right now. My Homewood Patriots, after that loss to John Carroll, they were set to host Vestavia in uh, in this week. They played at Vestavia last year, so in the typical two-game two cycle, uh, Vestavia is the only team Homewood has played every single year of their existence. But the game has been moved to Vestavia because Homewood is currently doing stadium renovations and haven't quite gotten there yet. So they are uh, building a Jumbotron. They're kind of taking the route a lot of schools are doing and really upgrading things. They already have one of the best press boxes in football. I don't think they've really touched that, but right. they've kind of done everything else to fix up that stadium. So that game has been moved to Vestavia, but either way, I expect Vestavia to be able to handle Homewood easy enough in that one. Um, I, I think Vestavia has a chance to make some noise in 7A Region 3 this year. And the way Hoover and Hewitt looked in those first games, I mean, it's not totally out of their own possibility they maybe move up to number two. Who knows? I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to make this statement on our first show. I think Vestavia is for real this year. Yeah. They, and uh, and they got the got right coach in there. Circle. They built a system in there. It's right. all good. It's all coming on, and Vestavia – is going to be, uh, as to equate it to a baseball, it's going to be a tough out. It is going to be a tough out. Week. Including for Thompson next week, which will be Thompson's next game. Um, we can go ahead and talk about it. Thompson yeah. IMG Academy uh, was scheduled for Thursday. We were, I have had this game. It wasn't even scheduled until this year, but I've had this game circled ever since Thompson started that run when Mark Freeman came up. And finally it was happening. I was hoping to be down in Florida. We make a vacation out of it, go down to Bradenton for that game, but right. uh, spend some time in Tampa. But uh, IMG Academy travels a lot for their games. They were coming up to Alabaster to play that one, but because of uh, the hurricane down there in Florida, they decided it was best not to travel. Totally understandable, obviously. And, uh, you know, we hope everything down there, you know, it does not turn as bad as, uh, you know, expected down there. But, Boy, I was so looking forward to this game, so looking forward to seeing Thompson really, you know, challenge themselves. Last year we had Buford turn into a blowout, a lot of pick sixes, random things in that game that kind of turned into a blowout. Lipscomb Academy should have beaten them last year, had the ball on the goal line to win the game. And then IMG Academy not coming into town, so that one will be canceled. Thompson, it's going to be impossible to reschedule something, obviously, for this week, and then their off week coming week 10. It's going to be pretty much impossible to schedule something there. So, Thompson's next game will be uh, against Vestavia in Alabaster next week, but you won't hear that game. So I guess this week, if you're uh, looking for a game, you can finally go watch somebody else because we know everybody's watching Thompson every week. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I got. I hate to jump all the way back down to smaller classification, but it reminded me of something. Brookwood High School has got a new stadium this year. Yeah. And uh, that's where my parents grew up, and the stadium is named after my cousin, Billy Joe Young Stadium. And they were – gracious enough or i don't say gracious they were did the right thing in naming the new stadium billy joe young uh, field or stadium as well their inaugural home game is to is uh tomorrow night so uh i'm looking uh forward i that? might have to slip down there and and visit the new stadium so that's uh didn't mean to do that that's a little personal hey thing. I, I played a couple games there as well they were in our region when i was at homewood so uh was able to play there and then when i made the connection all these years that's later with, with you and me that uh so i'm glad you're able to get to go to, go to that despite the fact that uh you know thompson's not going to have a game so they'll kick off their home slate next week uh moving on to some other games hewitt trussell they're at gaston city a former 7a region three team that fell down hewitt trussell 
not looking good last week. A chance for them to bounce back on the road. All right, I got something to say about this. About four or five years ago, round one of the playoffs, Hewitt Trustful was region champs, I believe, that year, if I'm not mistaken. It may not have been. But they were in the top seat. Gadsden City traveled down to play them. And Gadsden City, I call that game, threw a touchdown pass right at the end of the game down the left side. Great catch by the receiver. And Gadsden City beat them. I tell you what. For four or five years, six years, however long it's been, they got this game circled. They want Gadsden City. Yeah, and Hewitt, I mean, they need to show something to all the people here in Birmingham that are saying, and I was one of those thinking, look, you, you got your, you got Peyton Floyd coming back. Obviously, Josh Floyd knows what he's doing. They've been so close. They had a chance to beat Thompson last year on the goal line, didn't get it. Um, you know, they've been so close. They've had some, some opportunities against Hoover. They're always that third team, and it's like, can they break through and be number two? Can they even break through and be number one, maybe? But then that Central Phoenix City game. Now, don't get me wrong. Central Phoenix City and Auburn are two of the best teams in the state right there with Thompson, Hoover, and Hewitt. I'll throw in there, too. Um, but, I mean, they took it to Hoover and Hewitt. Both of those teams have a lot to prove. Hoover, they're stepping out of state to take on Oak Grove out of Mississippi. I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about Oak Grove out of Mississippi. They're not a top nationally ranked team, necessarily, so I'm not sure how that exactly came together. But they got a rebound, too. Both of those teams have to have these games circled. Hoover can go out of state and beat a team. Hewitt can beat Gadsden City, a former region foe, that they got to prove something to us because everybody now is scratching their heads saying, wait a minute, what happened? As much as I keep up with high school football, i got to admit this, and I chuckled at myself. I saw it on the schedule, and, of course, I immediately thought of Oak Grove. <laughs> I said, well, you know, what foolish guy at Oak Grove gives you this game with Hoover? And then I realized, no, this is Oak Grove out of Mississippi. So, I, you know, I don't know anything about them. But we'll see. You know, if they yeah. come up and beat Hoover, that's really going to be some interesting stuff moving forward. Yeah, once you start region play and then Hoover has to play right. Hewitt, they obviously have to play each other. But you got to play Thompson. you got to play Vestavia. you got to play an upcoming Spain Park. I mean, I, I outside – even with Thompson, there are some moments watching that first game, and I know it's first game jitters, and you know they may have looked bad against IMG Academy. Who knows? But after that thompson Vestavia game, we're going to know a lot about those two teams, and if that's a good close game, that may be your top two teams right there. Hoover and Hewitt may have to be fighting for uh, number three. But and we'll listen, see. Hoover gets uh, Vestavia Hills right after us. Yeah, right after us. I say us, Thompson, and. If you don't know, we do play by play for Thompson High School. I would I promote this to, league, but we might didn't mean to, to say it that way, but. Uh, you know, that's going to be, you know, back-to-back -back for Vestavia. So, yeah, it could be an interesting little start for them. Hey, and, you know, I, I hate to say it, but if you told me they started off 2-0 in region play, I wouldn't be totally shocked. That's correct. Me either. So that's where things are now with Vestavia. That's where things are with Region 3. It's a competitive region. A couple of games I forgot to mention, by the way. Parker at Ramsey. Should be a good one. Ramsey, they're trying to make a little bit of a run this year. See if they can win them a state title. Then Mountain Brook at James Clemens. Mountain Brook, who fell to Vestavia last week. Uh, they fell to Saraland in the state championship game last year. They're at James Clemens, who beat Gardendale last week. So a big win there for the Jets over Gardendale. You said that because North Gwinnett's coming to Gardendale yeah. out of Atlanta. That's going to be a good ball game. Yeah. So a lot of really good week one matchups. Any other games you We'll talk about before we move on you know i think we've uh we pretty much covered uh, uh spain park should handle briarwood christian i think we mentioned that earlier um i still got the pell city leeds game circle this week i don't know why i just think <laughs> i just can't wait to see what happens well it sure seems like it was a good one with moody with plenty of storylines right. coming out 
Who knows? It's the second week of Rush Probes. Who knows what storylines could be coming out of Pell City and uh, Leeds this week. All right, so that's week one. We've previewed all the big games, and uh, we'll have it all for you again next week. Every Thursday at 1 o'clock, you can catch next round preps here. Um, We would have promoted our broadcast of the Warrior Nation Network. You can still go watch the Warrior Nation Network every week, just not this week. The Thompson IMG game has been canceled. Next week will be Vestavia. Regional play will start for everybody, for the most part, next week. Sometimes I'm... Uh, like Region 2 um, with like Prattville, Dothan, uh, those two Montgomery schools, Central, Auburn. They're all starting region play. A lot of the Mobile schools are starting region play. Yeah, and, and Auburn's starting region play against Enterprise. Yeah, that, so that's I, another big one. That yeah, game, I that's, skip right over uh, that one, but yeah. Yeah, Enterprise is a tough, tough ball. To that, that region, Central, Auburn, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, Central, Auburn, Enterprise, Dothan, we were playoff teams last year that just missed out were Prattville and Opelika who are – teams that typically make a little bits of a, of a run. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens in Region 2. But Region play starting for them this week. Everybody else will start next week, including here at 7A Region 3 and all the other Birmingham area schools will start region play uh, here. Montgomery and Mobile, some of them have already started. All right, week one. I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to actually sit down and watch some games because we won't be at Thompson this week. That's It'll right. be on Thursday anyway. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with all these schools, and we'll see what happens. And we'll recap it all Thursdays at 1 o'clock right here on Next Round Preps.